Hello and welcome to the Outer World Podcast. Today, my name is Nick and I'm here with my two co-hosts today, Daniel Real and Callum Rogers. Hello, everyone. Hello. You're noticing um, are a little bit different than usual. Um, there are no burgers to talk about this episode because we've all been stuck at home. Um, yeah. And we're following this through webcam, so hopefully everything technically works fine. Sounds um, good. Looks good. Hopefully. We'll see. Hopefully, yeah. Anyway, how how's the lockdown been treating you, lads? Well... <laughs> Apparently people want heaps of bread, and that yeah. is the story of my life. <laughs> Basically right now, I am currently in the progress of my second 60-hour week, so it's pretty fun. Yeah, thrilling times. Tell us about the bread increase, because if you don't know, Nick, Nick makes bread. Yeah, so we make all the, the supermarket bread, all the bread that goes on the shelves, like... Yeah. Like, for New Zealand people, you'll, you'll know when I say the varieties, like Vogel's, Nature's Fresh, uh, Mollenberg, Freya's, Country Split, McKinsey's. Like all the, super, all the supermarkets. Yeah, it's just like right? supermarket commercial, like, sliced bread, basically. Um, and, like, the second the lockdown got announced, people just started uh, panic buying the bread. Again. Because they were worried that it wasn't made in the city that they were in, and it just... Yeah. Uh, we have to like meet demand, supply and demand, so our numbers just increase. At the moment, like we do like a twenty-one hour days is what we normally do from baking bread for the whole of South Island. But with the the demand, uh, hours actually went up by an extra like ten to fifteen hours per day, which actually means we're like non-stop running and it's more than yeah. twenty-four hours. So we're not keeping up; we're actually falling behind over yeah. and over again. You can't see because I uh, I've had it all now, so the webcam can webcam cannot see it. But I saw all my cold foils, and I've bought up all the bread. So thank you, Nick, <laughs> thanks, for providing. Thanks. You just paid mine. Paid Investing in bread. I have all of the bread. Yeah, the panic buying was quite comical. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like we've ever had lockdown before or anything last year, and everyone realized, oh, we actually just got enough food in the supermarket. Yeah, like the, the two like the two of the main things that get panic brought is uh, bread and uh, toilet paper. Both, Both of those are made here in the city. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like I don't know what people are thinking, right? They're like, oh, pandemic's coming, we're gonna run out of food because we can't import it. It's like you realize, like ninety percent of New Zealanders farmland, right? Like we've how many sheep? You eat all them, you know? All like, meat you're not gonna run out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's quite. Fun. I felt quite ashamed, honestly, because I was at my parents' place for dinner when the lockdown got announced, and I get a text from my flatmates in the group chat going, "Uh, Callum, we're out of toilet paper. We need toilet paper." So I stopped by the supermarket on the way home. Head, hey, hanging in shame, being an individual purchasing toilet paper on the night that lockdown was announced. Just like the walk of shame through the supermarket aisles. Just admitting that you use toilet paper. Yeah. Shame. Shame on you. I can't believe you use toilet paper, man. I know. <laughs> Too afraid to shit in the shower, I guess. <laughs> Waffle stomp it down. Oh, man. <laughs> Get a bird day, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no. <laughs> aside from that, how's the rest of your lockdown been? Like, what have you guys been doing during your lockdown? Well, I've been working. What have you guys actually was... been doing? So we just came back from Nelson, and um, obviously we got put in lockdown 
that awesome. night we filmed the podcast on Tuesday. So Wednesday I woke up and I have like this like tingling in my throat. Uh, and I probably still don't sound right because I was just sick as a dog for like the whole week. It was uh, really bad, just sneezing and coughing and you're dying. So um, yeah, I got a COVID test uh, and it came back negative yesterday, which is nice. Cause nice. Always good to hear. Yeah, don't. It's just, I just have regular shitty flu, so if yeah. I sound a bit off, that's why. I was the same as well. I think I covered it earlier, but I was messaging you saying that I'd like gone sick as well. Got a COVID test, came back negative, which is a positive because had we come back positive, the whole of South Island I'm pretty sure would have been just completely ruined because yeah. we were at oh, yeah. a Rose uh, event. If you guys had come back positive, half my work would have had to be shut down. Yeah, I would have been in immediate close contact. There had been a close contact to those people. Yeah, so the the way it is currently is that um, New Zealand, all the cases currently are in the North Island. New Zealand is two main islands. Um, And it's all centered in like Auckland and Wellington and a few kind of smaller cities up there. There's none currently in the South Island, but there are lots of like close contacts and stuff. And there are, there's like still a lot of potential for there to be cases down here, which is why we are in lockdown. Albeit for like a shorter amount of time. I think it's like 130 people are close contacts on the South Island, which doesn't actually sound like yeah. a lot. There's a very small number, but any one of those yeah. can turn into an actual case and then that yeah. changes then, then it everything. Goes crazy, right? Because like we know how like dangerous it can be. Just like one case, we, we spot one case in Auckland, immediate lockdown, and there's, there's still like 100 people infected, right? Yeah, I think like we're at like that, almost so 100, 170 already. It's really? like going up by 40, 40 to 50 a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it is like really important to contain yeah. it, right? It's yeah. a Delta variant. COVID got Which a buff this patch. Like, <laughs> it's just model. spreading like wildfire. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd they buff its attack range? I mean, seriously. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> they decided that COVID needed a buff. In my opinion, maybe it needed I mean, to be nerfed. Yeah. Or an errata that it shouldn't <laughs> spread anymore. No. And so oh, what yeah. about you, Vic, Callum? You've been, uh, you've been, you've been home I've been, for now. I've been a- attempting to do my study. How's that um, going? <laughs> yeah, same. Not super well. Could be going better. Uh, I don't know. I've been trying. I've got. I brought in a separate. I've got a separate desk in my room. So I'm trying to have like I do my study at that desk and only study. I'm trying to have some environment separation. Uh, to try and simulate like leaving an environment like I do to go into campus to study, but that's a good idea, right? Because like, yeah. what I find is like my work desk because I'm studying IT. My work desk is like my computer desk, so it's where my computer is. And often, like you know, if I'm building a deck, I pull up the list. Um, so I have the deck list there, and I can build it, and I can see it. And then I have clouds all over my table, and then you know, you're drinking lots of coffee, mugs everywhere. It just gets messy really fast, and it's like easy to to do that and then when you want to actually work having a clean environment um, <laughs> that's on nick yeah having a clean yeah. environment to work in is so important just like helps you get started you know so many times you're like oh i need to do this and you look at your desk and it's like covered yeah. in stuff and you're like oh later you know yeah yes so. fortunately for me as well though with the starting psychology um all my stuff is done through the psychology department, which is a big bonus having <laughs> studying on behavior and how stuff affects people. All the people in the department understand quite well. 
the impacts mm -hmm. of COVID and lockdown. So everything's catered to pretty well, and the department's pretty fast to switch over, which is yeah, it's not yeah, it's not too bad in IT either actually. Like because we're um, our lectures are like technologically proficient as you'd expect. Yeah. So you know they just know how to use all the the online technologies and can adapt like really quickly. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't have teachers going, I can't use my mic, help, you know? Yeah. Which helps. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I guess this is a fab podcast. So yeah. there's been some fab happenings recently. So just yeah. today, breaking news. Uh, yeah. Do we want to talk about yes, the spoilers? Today? Or do today. we want to hold today. off on the spoilers and talk about... Well, we'll, we'll start on the spoilers. Let's just start get on into the spoilers. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Speaking news. So, um, yesterday from the recording of this podcast, so probably like two days ago by the time you actually yeah, yeah. watch this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, DM Armada, Red Zone Rogue, and Kitchen Table TCG um, had like a mini like tournament where they played against each other in Ultimate Pit Fight for like the right to spoil different cards. And today we got to see what those cards are. So, today, DM Armada spoiled. Lexi Live Wire. Would you like to read it, Nick? She's a new ranger hero that we've been seeing the picture of recently, the one in the, the article. Uh, she's in what we call an elemental ranger hero, which is an interesting name. It suggests uh, that earth, fire, air, water, you know, the, the last airbender is an actual thing in this universe. Um, <laughs> and like. <laughs> the avatar. Yes. She is. Yeah, she yeah. is part of the avatar. You know, the Fire Nation will be fighting yeah. the Water Nation at some point. Yeah. Um, but even still, she's a forty health hero. She's got four intellect. Pretty standard. Uh, I wouldn't really expect too much change to be happening there. Oh, we had a bit of cut out. Don't worry about that. Um, but her card reads Essence of Ice and Lightning, and it says you may have Ice and Lightning cards in your deck, which would suggest that. Uh, she wouldn't be able to have any other element in her deck at this current point in time, unless it was a generic. Yeah. Um, once per turn action, turn a face-down card in your arsenal face-up. If it's a lightning card, your next attack this turn gains go again. If it's an ice card, create a frostbite token under the target hero's control, go again. Uh, the interesting thing about this is it gives your next uh, attack go again, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that lightning card that you flip face yeah. up. You could reveal uh, something that is like a buff and then reloads and then reload an arrow and then the arrow yeah, now you has can code. You can turn your like lightning cards into like Morphin Skies type things, right? So you just put a lightning card in there and then you just give your E-Strike go again. Just go again on demand is pretty, it's... pretty I mean, great. if we know pretty anything good. from Shane, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, yes, Shadow Power Tree. Yeah. Things go again, and this is even more unconditional. I mean, yeah. you have to have the Lightning card, but you, you can, can use it on any that. any attack, right? I think. I, I think. It's oh, a you little... got yeah. Well, I think the most interesting thing is like Elemental Ranger. So we know that now. I guess the talent of Arya is Elemental, right? Yeah. Like how we had Shadow Runeblade. The Essence of yeah. Ice and Lightning. I like a lot because it feels a little bit of how they've almost made up for there only being three classes for like draft and sealed and stuff yeah and having this slight gatekeeping of i'm assuming so, elemental cars like specific element yeah, cards so, yeah 
our running theory amongst the three of us, I don't know, I assume people probably have thought of this outside of here yeah. as well, is that there will be three different elements in this set, and each hero will have access to two of them. So yeah, one will have ice and lightning, the other one will have ice and something else, and the other one will have lightning in the third thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically that way you can have a draft environment that's centered on these three generic light cards that at least two of the heroes can have access to it any time yeah. right so if you print a lightning card you can be sure that at least um two heroes can play a good amount of the the draft table is actually going to be able to use it right yeah instead of just like if you're printing like three three heroes and you have three talents for each of them then they're practically just class cards right there's yeah, not exactly. really any interplay there's, yeah there's so, not really a point at that point to name them something else right you might yeah. as well just keep it as the class card and it mimics yeah. Monarch Draft, right? We have shadow cards, and they're yeah. being contested by two heroes as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's slightly important more for it to be this way because the, the talent cards replace generics, right? Yeah. You have less generics in a pack than you do an arc and walk into raid. Yeah. And that's so you, I think it's important too. Yeah. You need to have them be somewhat accessible so that people can give good decks. Because yeah. you, don't, you don't want people to draft bad decks, you know? Like, you want. People to be able to pretty comfortably hit forty card, thirty cards, forty cards. I can't remember. Thirty, 30 cards. Thirty, 30 yeah. cards. Yeah. You want people to be pretty comfortably hit thirty cards because it feels really yeah. bad to play a ball ball or bad cards. You know, yeah. you don't want to be playing like. Memorial you don't want to be Grounds like. I think deck, like right? the more we go on, the more we want to move away from just a mash pile of thirty cards to try and hit that thirty, which is what you see in Ark and in uh, Wraith mm. a little bit is uh, people just mash cards build the plow right yeah. 30. Yeah. yeah whereas this lets you probably have maybe 40 cards that are playable but yeah you know you can cut down to 30 so the deck's actually a little bit better or something you know yeah so the the way i kind of see it is that there's going to be like competition for the good cards in those slots like if you have a good lightning card there's going to be at least two of the three heroes that want that lightning card yeah so yeah. it's going to drive the demand of those cards up yeah. Especially like for Lexi, because I'm not sure how her class cards are going to work, but her um, character card specifically asks for these lightning and ice cards. So yeah. she's going to have a high demand for those cards. I just love the ice and lightning, mainly because it makes signaling and reading draft signals way more complex. Because, yeah. like Daniel mentioned, there's more c competition for, say, lightning cards. So if someone's suddenly all the packs has got missing lightning cards, like if our theory if our theory holds true that yeah. two classes compete over lightning cards, you then have to you read that you've got two possible classes to your right now, and then yeah. you go, oh, I'm getting cut off from, from say ice as well as lightning now, so they're probably on Lex. There's probably Lexi somewhere to my right, rather than yeah. whatever the other hero might be, which yeah. I think is really cool because I think it means you can get really creative with your signaling as well. And whereas in Monarch, yeah. you, like suddenly your light cards get cut out, and you can suddenly you can rule off two heroes. Here, it's not quite the case mm. still, and you can be a little more creative with how you cut off signals or send false signals. There's a little more, yeah, I guess creativity. Yeah, because, I mean, if, if we're assuming this is true, each hero yeah. only has uh, one thing that they're not. So it means no matter what hero you're playing, you're competing with. Oh, you're competing someone four else. cards with someone at the table, no matter what. Yeah, you're exactly. never going to be the only chain player or the only Livia player, and you're just going to get a free round of everything, right? 
you're always going to have to make those decisions about yeah. what you're picking. Not everything's going to wheel because other people are looking at those cards and seeing if they sold into the hero as well. So I yeah. think that would be a really cool way to take it. Yeah, exactly. And as we've seen in Mark before with like the light cards, there are certain talent cards that are, are geared towards one hero more than the other. Like the most obvious example I can think of is consuming volition for Levia. Fits in way better in Levia than it does in Chain. So it's still you mean, similar. You got the wrong card. Consuming Aftermath. Consuming Volition is a Runeblade card, and I love it. So, yeah. That would probably yeah. still be the case here, but it's got yeah. a little more... Yeah, yeah, I imagine so, but yeah, at least it means there is a little bit more versatility, though, yeah. as well. Um, you know what I think would be, like, super cool as well? And this probably ruins, like, the draft theory a little bit, but if two of the heroes, or maybe just one of the heroes, had, like, two of the types, but one of them had three, you know? Like, um, maybe, like, they have a downside, like Kano with the 30 life, but they get to have their cream of the pie, they get to play all three types, assuming there's three, or, you know, four or whatever, how many yeah. there are. They get all of them, and then they have their their power comes from interweaving all these different cards that play into each other, rather than other heroes only get two. I think that would be quite a cool idea. Yeah. And it'd be interesting. I think that may... It feels it'd like a, a little... Messy, like a, right? yeah, it'd be messy, right? It'd be the hard class to solve, but I think that's, a like, an interesting idea. Um, One this of the big questions game. about this hero is the Frostbolt. Bite token, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know what it does, but in her, like, so there's like a little, like, article beside her that, like, just tells you, you know, channel the power of lightning and ice. And one of the sentences is, it says, or call upon the power of ice to disrupt her opponent's every move, which would sort of seems to be suggesting towards some sort of way of limiting actions per turn or action points or something, which yeah, sounds like. Please do not let it go again, I beg of I you. Think, <laughs> I think it's kind of, we've got some clues, right? Yeah. So, uh, because it's a once per turn action, it's somewhat feasible that you could do it every turn, right? Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's, I don't think it would be a stacking effect. I don't think so, I, but I think you can probably... But... Create a bunch of frostbite tokens, and there might be some. What do you mean by token. stacking effect? Like each they have like, an individual um, thing, or you need to like, reach like tokens, a threshold, right? Like yeah. change oh, tokens okay, yeah. don't even leave the yeah. battlefield. Yeah. I feel like the most likely thing, like what this screams at me, is that uh, your opponent's next action costs one more resource, or something like that. You know, a small minor niggling thing that's meant to like hurt decks that want to play really lean and aggressive against you, right? Yeah. Just slow them off. down, right? Yeah. Like that's what ice is. It's try to freeze people yeah. in place. Frostbite is your parts degrading so that you can't move better. You know, yeah. so I think what? Yeah. that's kind of what it's alluding to. What I might like, what I would personally like to see with the frostbite is it can either be niggly or a slightly more, I guess, extreme ailment. Because when you get frostbite, it's quite an extreme thing. Um, with the tokens actually stacking up. So you, yeah. the token re reaches a threshold, and then once your opponent has three frostbite tokens or however many they want to do, then like there's yeah. a big effect for one turn. I think there needs to be some sort of answer to it that uh, helps resolve it, like uh, get rid of it. If it's is if it is a very detrimental effect, like does limit a lot of actions. Yeah. By stacking Mine, it, yeah. there has to be some sort of way to bring that back, be able to like counter response to it. Might not make a lot of sense to people but it's kind of how i'm perceiving it is that frostbite doesn't really sound like something that would stick 
like to me like frost would, would stack or like freezing like a freezing token would stack but frostbite just seems like a one and done i don't know the name of it yeah i probably lost you but yeah i think yeah. it would be it would be definitely be interesting to see what it turns out to be especially yeah. because ranger has access to to so many cards that already do similar things like if it's limit next action costs one resource like being able to stack hamstring shots and frostbite tokens can just be like yeah. the, the the like the possibilities of just crippling your it's opponent pretty yeah are pretty crazy it costs a crazy amount and then if it is action one you've got red and ledger as well which would oh no you don't yeah. red and ledger is azalea yeah. specialization oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Correct. yeah so actually here we're getting to it so i haven't talked to you guys about this but i've said all the nice things i have to say and i, I have a few criticisms i have quite a few things i don't like mm-hmm. so and i'm going to be controversial here so you can you can tell me i'm wrong in the comments but this hero doesn't strike me as a card that or a hero that plays very well with the existing ranger cards there are a few exceptions but i don't see how with all this focus on lightning and ice that um you know scrap shot is going to make it in or your second shot you know these other like ranger cards don't really seem like they have a home here and they seem they just don't seem to fit yeah like she's so different from azalea that it's like you know it's like white and black you know i think i slightly disagree not because of frostbite but because of the go again effect i think being able to i've played ranger quite a bit in, in blitz and go again is actually a premium in ranger especially on cards you'll notice all of the ranger cards apart from second shot they don't have go again because they've gone on hit i think stuff like giving sleep dart the ability to give sleep dart and all these really scary on hit ranger like arrows go again and still have another threat to potentially follow up with is kind of nuts in my opinion i think that's where most of the um the potential with the existing ranger cards comes from i do think a lot of the ranger cards are quite good but i'm not too sure on my evaluation of ranger cards just because they've been so i guess tainted for lack of a better word by azalea right do you want to know what card i really want to be really good in this hero i want three of a kind to be really good we'll go we'll go to that later actually i'm going to talk about that later but I have a few other things as well. Um, while I get my criticisms out of the way, not a huge fan of how the hero looks either. I like her younger art a lot better, and I thought the art would grow on me for this hero, but it hasn't. I don't like the weird neck thing she has going on behind her. Um, and I, I just think she's a little bit boring. Just not not me, you know. Um, not your wife. No, not my waifu. Not my waifu. Um, yeah. I don't know. And she doesn't really, like, portray that lightning and ice theme to me very well, you know? Like, she has a crystal bow and some lightning around her weapon, but that's it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would like to see, like, something that was more cued into those. Like, when I saw this hero, I thought, like, magical crystal energy kind of stuff. Uh, from, like, the deep blues. But I didn't get ice and lightning uh, when I saw it, the art. So 
Yeah, just a couple misses for me. Um, but I think they could also be positives for other people. Yeah. You know? So tell me. She gives off uh she for me, she gives off a real cold vibe. The the aurora that's going on in the background, the night look, the not necessarily the way she's dressed, but like it just gives off like it's it is cold where she is. So that just she she does have some uh like majesty to her, you know? Yeah. She has a she has that like above it all kind of look. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. She does seem <laughs> She does seem like a, a balance between all of the elements that I think they're trying to capture rather than leaning super hard into them. Because it almost looks like like the elemental stuff, it's quite subtle, right? Like yeah, Daniel mentioned. Yeah. She almost looks like she's ascended, like some sort of ascension thingy going on. But yeah. not quite. But yeah. I think I personally like the art quite a lot, but mm. I can see yeah. the the wanting it to hone yeah. into more of the elemental stuff, being yeah. more front and center. Yeah. As a like, yeah, as a magic hero, she just doesn't compare to Kano, the artwork for Kano or Viserai, like at all, not even close, for me. So we'll see. We'll move on to the next card before I get a uh, destroy in the comments. Uh, I did <laughs> want ahead, to Nick. ask you guys, uh, well, on the subject of elemental. If there is a third, which we are assuming there is, do you guys want to take a guess what the third one is? Uh, so we're assuming... Uh, uh... Oh, the third element? Yeah. Uh, I think it's nature of some form, some form of nature. Yeah, like air, earth, wind. We thought about fire, because uh, like ice and fire is kind of like a... Opposites of each other. Kind of opposite really combo like kind of thing. I uh, feel like that on a lot of I, games. yeah, fire isn't represented well in Aria from all the images we've seen so far. Yeah. So I feel very doubtful that it is that. I do feel yeah. that water, nature, and air are three ones that are very high up there for being the next slot. I feel so like water's probably not yeah. it because of ice. I feel like air's probably not it because of lightning. Like not, they're not similar, Personally, but they are pretty close. Yeah, I think, think air and fire cool. aren't it. Mainly yeah. because Volk, the, the the fantasies of fire and air are taken up by Volcor and Mysteria. Yeah. If they're gonna yeah. like, if they want to hone I mean, in on like region fantasies a lot, they do have the floating city, and they do have like that is know. true. But you yeah. could uh, argue that it's like the lightning that's keeping that up, you know, as well. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like also, yeah, I don't want to say this idea of having more elements as like a guaranteed. Like, there are some really strong cases against this idea. Like, um, Bard has been pretty heavily teased, and I don't know how Bard fits into this dynamic very well at all. So... Give um, a horn made out of ice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sing about lightning all the time, you know? He plays electric guitar, man. Yeah, true. That would be cool. I'll, I'll yeah. play that. Get a... Some death metal guy. <laughs> Imagine that from RL. Some death metal fella. <laughs> That'd be kind of sick. That'd be uh, cool. Alright, right, next, next card. So we'll go on to the weapon. Yeah. Uh, I'll read this one. I like this card a lot more. I think this card is a lot more exciting than the hero card. So um, it is the elemental ranger weapon, so you can't use it for Azalea. And it's called Shiver, and you can see it's very clearly an ice bow. Yeah. And has once per turn instant, so not an action, one cost, you may put an arrow card from your hand face up into an empty arsenal zone you control. If you do choose one, it gains plus one until end of turn, or it gains dominate until end of turn. This card is like 
hey, this like, card, gives away a lot, right? Like, this card gives away that there is more things, and we can actually, like, sort of develop what we think the more things are very more clearly from this card. Like, yeah. for starters, for one, it's an ice bow, clearly. Uh, the image of her artwork holds a lightning bow, which would suggest there is two bows straight off the bat. So, yeah, so if we notice the, as most people have probably noticed on, on the images, down the bottom, the code is Ellie, so the code is from the Blitzstick. I'm no. assuming. Oh, okay. So if you, know, if you look at the code, the code has uh, a set numbers afterwards, token. and they go up past 180 on the card so far. Yeah, so, so the token, the code it. says L-E-E. L-E-E. Yeah, yeah. All three of them say L-E-E. E-L-E. So like the Bolton Monarch Blitzsticks had B- yeah. B-O-L, so I'm assuming it's that. So we can assume that this is no, the, uh, that's the token what, that's weapon the, okay, in the so set, right? If you look at all the Bolton cards, they only go up to how many cards are actually in the deck. Whereas what I'm saying yeah. is these it's cards E-L-E go... 180, right? Yeah, 180, like which would suggest yeah. 180 cards. I don't think there's a Blitzstick or a Hero deck that will have 180 cards in it. Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think ELE is actually okay. the set code, which doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel feel right. I feel I thought it'd be like tail. Oh, okay. elemental, I guess. Or, ELE, yeah. yeah, that's true. Elemental well, the hero. token points out that it's the draft token yeah. thing. Which, when you mentioned the other bow, it it reminds me a lot of what they did. It's, they're probably doing a very similar thing that they did in Monarch, where they have the yeah. majestic weapon, which is focused on a far more specific play style. Yes. Like this is your Luminaris, draft weapon. Yeah. It does. It does most most of what you want need the hero to do. So it interacts well enough with the hero. Like Axes and Bolton interacts with Bolton. We have Raiden super hyper focused on the charge aspect of Bolton. So we'll yeah, probably well, see that. require some more niche cards to make use of, right? Or like a more yeah. refined strategy, right? Exactly, yeah. But well, I think this card is nuts. But I'm not going to say which part of the card I think is nuts first. Yeah. This is kind of like ahead. the interesting parts like before we talk about the power level yeah. of it let's talk about just what it like insinuates the rest of the set could be like yeah so the first thing that really grabbed me was arsenal zone you control so multiple it, arsenal zones. practically like confirmed at this point like it was teased with command and conquer but there yeah. are going to be multiple arsenal zones in this set you know you're going to be able to arsenal multiple cards somehow legendary so. armor piece that is a quiver and yeah. gives the multiple old, uh, Azalea. Uh, imagine, for, yeah. know? imagine having two arsenals. You've got your uh, you've got your lightning card down in one of the arsenals. You've got your other arsenal with a card face down. You use skull on cross wraps. Opt one. Get dominant. You opt one. Get your get your arrow on top. You can cycle shit, and you can use go again. You can have frost. You could have your frost token. You can do so many more creative things. With uh, Lexi's ability, with yeah. multiple arsenals. Yeah. yeah um, and the other thing that I want to point out really quickly is uh, once per turn instant. So you can actually use this to set up a card in Arsenal, as Nick pointed out earlier, um, that you can just use it on your opponent's first turn. So you can say, I'm going to go second. They get to start. You, they attack you. You block with two cards. And then you just. Arsenal one of your cards with this um, face up, and then you have a five card second turn, and you can just really like come at people really strong out of the gates. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is like a really, really smart um, decision game, like game design wise, because we've seen a lot of really powerful heroes 
and strategies in the moment want to go first. You know, Chain wants to set up a soul shackle. Bravo wants to get out one of their like important oh. auras. And I think I think if Guardian is in the set, that's going to be even more emphasized. Is that Guardian will want to go first. Um, and then you see other cards that decks that really care about their arsenal or charge mechanics. You know, Bolton wants to go first to set up the charge. And this hero can punish that. They can say, well, you can go first, that's fine, but I'm going to set up a card uh, and I'm going to come at you with a five-card hand and just really take the tempo and you're going to have to work so hard to come back into the game. I'm going to shut you out. I'm going to have five cards. I'm going to lay you down with Frostbite tokens yeah, and just make it so hard for you to come back. To the point where, like, these decks might actually want to go second to just try and stop them from doing that so much, at least punish them for setting it up, yeah. you know? The part that I am most excited about with this card is to do with deck building, is the plus one ability. You're just thinking an Ira. <laughs> no, the, 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 the plus one ability, the ability for that to change your, your card split, your resource split, to make to hit your make your cards hit breakpoints because as we see a lot, like yellow cards tend to be like used like scarf or scar, red is four, yellow is three. Yeah. So you can run, you get can get more creative with your your bl- potentially your blues and yellows yeah. to go. I need more resources, but I'm able to utilize this bow and ensure that they still hit the necessary breakpoints mm-hmm. to get over a one card block. Yes, it doesn't have to be an arrow, but yeah. then, you know, like get more creative uh, with your arrow colors. Yeah, there is yeah. like three cost yellows, right, in the arrow slot already. Yeah, second shot. Yeah, so you you turn one. it to a four one as well. Yeah, but I just like that. Yeah, it's just three cost. Yeah, I just like that a lot because it just lets you get headshot gets the bonus of being put face up. You're getting. Headshot gets another yeah. plus one from that, or dominate yeah, if you want. Yeah, six. Yeah, turns to six or it turns to five. Yeah. Dominate. It's pretty good. I I do think it does play a little bit into my criticism of of Lexi, um, and that like when you you guys are talking about it, you guys are thinking about you know second shot, sleep dart, these traditional range of cards, but we know from Lexi that that's not what she actually wants to do. She wants to turn up lightning cards and ice cards so it's going to be like really dependent on how those cards work you know i think if they really we have dominate i think multiple arsenal be... zones yeah well i guess yeah. that could work but, yeah multiples yeah. like i i can see her doing a thing where she does lightning and then a normal arrow or an ice arrow and then a normal arrow you know like these are other options that she can do and i mean it Probably limits her turn because it's probably better to go lightning and ice or ice and lightning to yeah. to to, to yeah. do something better. But How... she does have the options of doing yeah. you know lightning into yeah. a normal. Yeah. I do I think, think Daniel gonna... has a fair point though. I think it's going to be very difficult to pull that kind of thing off because yeah. Yeah. Ranger already has such an issue, um, consistently drawing arrow cards with the amount of non-attack actions and defense reactions they have to play in the deck to keep up with other builds so to try and ensure that you're getting your ice and lightning effects as well as your your key ranger attacks like remorseless is going to be really difficult so yeah. i think, I think for, it's going to be a bit of a trap yeah i think it is i think the multiple arsenal zones and the suggestion of being able to do this in your opponent's first turn uh suggests that she can build towards a more aggressive build where she doesn't have to run as many actions or as many 
defense reactions it just becomes slightly more arrow heavy well the the, the lexi effect doesn't doesn't work with shiver if you're going second because this places it face up and the lexi effect requires you to turn a card yeah face yeah down. so you ignore oh, yeah. the lexi effect the lexi yeah. effect could be you know like an, a setup play like you know yeah. you do this first turn attack and then set up yeah. for lexi next turn and then do something more you know yeah, I do think oh. Daniel does raise a fair point though with yeah. fitting in old Ranger cards because we we've seen it. Especially, I think the jump again referencing Monarch because it is the most recent set. The jump from like Arc to Monarch with all the classes becoming gets hyper hyper focused on all of their class cards. Yeah, you, generics are getting cut like left, right, and center, right? Bolton, Bill, like there's a lot of generics that Bolton would love to run. But, but they're not like doesn't, cards, right? but they're not like like Art of War in theory sounds great in Bolton. But you like see all car, the top, right? you see all the top Boltons and it's like you'd love to run it, but the card gets cut because it's another non light card that doesn't, doesn't reach synergize your, with your Lumina, doesn't synergize with your V. Which happens um, to be your game plan as well, yeah. Yeah. And those cards kind of enable you where Art of War is kind of a maybe. You know, sometimes yeah. it's great, sometimes it's not. So I think like Daniel said, we will see. I guess a shift away from her cards. From, I think still some of her arrows make it in, like, you know, yeah. some of the room yeah. cards make it in, like, meet and greet, and uh, yeah, sometimes crossing and fellowship. Yeah. I think some of the arrow cards will make it in from this, but I think, yeah, you are yeah. right. that They're, they're US, uh, going to be moving towards a more Tales of Aria ranger rather than a yeah. arc. And, yeah. yeah. For people that want to, to see Azalea get a buff, I think the the, the power boost that Azalea is going to get is going to be a legendary. We saw a monarch that the two light heroes got class legendaries. Uh, I she think got we a warrior can... legendary and a and a prism uh, illusionist legendary. So I think we'll see a ranger legendary, and that might be where we get the extra arsenal slot, as you said. Or so possibly yeah, an interaction yeah. with existing equipment, like we saw with Runeblade, like Sonata Arcanics for Viserai. Like that yeah. card on paper alone, but with the interaction with um, Bloodsheath Skeletor. Yeah. A lot of the old heroes are kind of missing these, like, insane powerhouse cards, right? Like, um, Bolton has Lumina Ascension, and, like, the power Beacon level of, of that one... Well. Yeah, yeah. Beacon of Victory. Power level of those cards are just absurdly high. They're more powerful than anything we'd seen in the previous sets. I mean, the other sets have powerful combos, but they rely on two or three cards being put together. You know, with a with a Bolton just has like a couple cards that are extremely powerful. It's the same with Prism and like Tome of Divinity, right? Is you just spend the whole game playing into that Tome of Divinity turn. Um, you know, and, and chain with Art of War, I guess. Like just the game has become a lot more focused on a few extremely powerful cards rather than putting a few together, you know? It's like setting it's up a turn that's greater than the sum of its parts, right? Exactly, right. What it... Yeah, and most new heroes have one card or two cards in particular that really push it. So I think we could see in, like a Sonata Arcanix type effect for Ranger. Yeah. Ranger support. And... But yeah, I don't think the... um. I personally don't think the uh, Lexi's ability and stuff... Although it seems super cool with this ar- with this um, bow, I don't think it will interact as well with this bow as it will, assuming her majestic bow that's lightning one, if that is in the set. I think yeah. we'll see that that has yeah. more uh, thematic synergy. It might not play out as b- better in practice, but yeah. more thematic synergy with her ability. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, we have, uh, and this was spoiled by Louis from Kitchen Table TCG, 
uh, Weave Lightning. Um, so if you'd like to read this one out, Callum. Weave Lightning. Uh, the next Lightning Elemental Attack Action card you play this turn gets plus three. If it's fused, it gains go again, and then the card itself has go again. It's a Lightning Action uh, and blocks for two, costs zero, and it's part of a, a color wheel as a rare. So the red, I'm assuming, gives plus three, the blue plus two. No, blue plus one and the yellow plus two. Yeah, yeah. With an exciting new keyword being fused. Yeah, so I think like one of the really interesting cards, I actually only just noticed when you said it, is it doesn't have to be lightning. It can be any elemental attack action. Yeah. First time I read it, I just thought it was only lightning. So it's like a nimbleism that's slightly better at the moment. Yeah, with with reading the fuse thing. And if you go back to like the ice and lightning, right? Lexi's lightning stuff is the go again and her ice stuff is the frostbite or assuming some sort of hard hate or hero hate. Combining this with the next elemental attack, so you give your say your ice elemental attack, which is to do with slowing them down, plus three and go again, you incorporate this lightning aspect into it. I think it's super cool. Yeah. Right, go ahead, Nick. What I do like about this card is actually the border compared to uh, if you look at the hero card and uh, compare it to the Bravo specialization cards or the Bravo hero card, the hero has the same border as uh, the Bravo specializations and the Bravo card, but this card alone doesn't. It actually is a subtly different. Whereas oh, it's got different this, coloring. Yeah, I think. this card this card only has two color zones to it, which is yellow and purple, and well, I guess pink because it crosses. Yeah. But the other ones have all the zone colors on them. So the Bravo ones have the same zone colors as yeah. the full yeah, Aria just, border. I just pulled them out to have a look. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah, pulled them out? I, just, yeah. I was like, ah. Yeah, which which suggests that this is like, yeah, yeah. So it suggests that oh, these are the specializations. They're different colors. Yeah, they're more yeah. focused for the hero of this area. Whereas this card would suggest that it's probably a more universal card. Well, I think it makes sense. Yellow, right? The lightning, lightning, yeah. yellow kind of stuff. Yeah. Which means maybe we go Fulton Hat mode. Let's have a wee inspection of all the colors on the Aria one. We got blue, yellow, and green as the main. It's all three. the colors of the rainbow. Three elements confirmed. You heard it here first. I've cracked the code, guys. <laughs> the orange. Yeah, orange kind of mold, molds into into yellow. I'm a little bit colorblind, so we don't talk about that. <laughs> but yes, it does it does so push towards you? it does push towards more of the idea that there is three elements and that yeah. every hero in the set is an elemental hero of some sort that has access to that has like two essences or three essences or just one essence. But I think it's more likely that it is two essences each and they're all elemental heroes of some sort. Whether it be an elemental wizard or an elemental guardian, or you know, I doubt it's a guardian because I don't, I don't think guardian makes sense for the way this elemental gameplay is going. But I think an I'm, element... full, I'm fully ready for us to be wrong on this and it be oh, a yeah, I am and you know, not make any sense I mean, at all and just be like, huh, this I is mean, a mile yeah. off. This is always fun to come up with ideas, but you know, yeah, could be wrong. Uh, as for the fuse keyword. It's really hard to pinpoint out down because it's just if it's fused, like it's the same deal with the monarch heroes when uh our soul was like teased. Yeah, charge. Everyone was trying to work out what soul was. Um, my prediction, um, just this is the one I'm going with, is that 
uh, ice cards and lightning attacks are going to have effects that you can reveal them to to add some kind of effect. So if you play a lightning card, you can reveal an ice card to add an effect to it, or or discard one, or like have some kind of interplay between the two, right? Yeah, use it combine them together so that it comes together as one attack as opposed yeah. to two separate entities. Yeah, which would that. make fuse Tom fuse uh, the word yeah. more sense. So let's see if I'm wrong. I'm yeah. yeah. I know. I, I think you're right on that. I think that but it's definitely sense. like a condition that gets met that has more of a benefit. Yeah. yeah. That pushes a card over above above the standard power curve, which we've seen yeah. the theme yeah. pushing to a lot. Which makes yeah. it feel like fusing cards isn't going to be easy every turn. Yeah. Well, it's like we see with Bolton, right? With Battlefield Blitz being a one for five, go again. Guaranteed if you've charged, which is technically above power curve one five go again. Was hell above power curve, right? Like you compare yep. it to Lake Tap, which is already a very powerful card. It has three block and it's one more power. So... But if we look at like Tron of Tempo, uh is like it's got conditional go again. Like yeah. it's a lot of cards. But which means the fused, yeah, is like a, a Wii element thing to go again. I wonder how it's gonna function. Yeah. Could be interesting, lot... definitely interesting. Probably the be more thing... intuitive than we think. Yeah. Last thing I touch on with this card is the artwork. Um, so you can see like a hand reaching out of the heavens with lightning. And uh, who do we know that lives in the heavens and uses lightning? Any guesses? Uh, Arwa. Yeah. Any others? Uh, Zeus. Right. Yeah, yeah. Celestial Cataclysm. Are we finally going to see one of them? Are you finally going to have one of the one of like the god characters? Explained a bit more. Possibly. I want to know what's the deal, right? Like, yeah, I want to know. Like, they keep kind of electrocuting me and getting Snapdragon killing me. And <laughs> yeah. I'm still not having any clue who they are. You know, this one's build your own nimbleism and Snapdragon. You know? yeah. No, yeah. Build your own razor reflex that hits. No. Is essentially this one. Now, I want to. I want to be Snapdragon. I want to go East Strike Snapdragon. I want to go. Oh god damn! It, I got Boris again. You know. <laughs> Tell me who they are, so I can <laughs> blame someone for my misfortune. <laughs> you know, who's the Command and Conquer guy? Oh, you know who he is as well. Some fella from Volcor. Well, yeah, yeah. The three I want to know more about is Celestial Cataclysm, Enlightened Strike, and Outer War. All three of those yeah. people are very similar, but feel like they're different at the same time. They all look yeah. like exactly identical, but at different points, right? They are kind of have like different, different personalities, temperaments. Like they yeah. seem slightly different. Yeah, but they all See, look very similar. Like you know, like Zeus-looking figures with slight different, you know. See, I don't think Art of War is a real a fella like the East Striker Celestial Cataclysm one. You don't. I think Art. Of, I think Art of War, at least for me, leans more towards. Uh, how do you call it? a conceptualization of war itself? Because he's moving little little figures in the artwork, little figurines. It seems yeah. like a con- more like a conceptualization of people kind of commanding the battlefield from afar. But I would I be cool if it was meant to be. I do think it's meant to be literal, like, um, like the like the the figure in it, the like god type character, is like controlling or like influencing mortal men to fight each other right you know yeah kind of like yeah it, like uh, if you're into greek mythology Ares is always pushing people to fight each other and get into big battles like that kind of thing you know to, to some kind of end he is encouraging these people to fight each other yeah 
Yes, or sorry. he's just the LSS representation of Sun Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be James White. <laughs> no, that's not the Ted Hat theory. No, again. J James Y has been found has been found in so many artworks over the years. Funny thing is, is, is. is, is he will be in some of the artworks, which has probably got the wrong ones. Yeah. 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 Man with long brown hair has been found. It's James White, guys. We've we found him. Yeah. Yeah. We have, you know, we have no idea who they are, but it would be really nice to know, like, what they are, what's their yeah. deal, why they're blowing wanna, up cities yeah. for no reason. I want a story behind them. I want I want lore and dip lore into the like. Yeah. Religion and God, you know, like yeah. entities that exist in this world. The other thing because... I'm a bit sad about with this card, there's no flavor text here. What's the deal with that? There's space. Come on, guys. The thing is, is it probably it might be an extended <laughs> art version that has it, or you know, yeah, you know, but it is a rainbow. Stop uh, slacking, you know, LSS. You know, Where's the flavor text? Where's the law book, too? <laughs> I want to know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I, want a, I want a second law book. I think a second law book would be cool. Going yeah. like forward to what we know now to have it yeah. like compiled together. Yeah. Yeah. I what I had earlier, just like a, a trifling thought, was that you know, like it's been somewhat emphasized that like the barrier is waning. So um, that new people can come into ARIA. And we talked yeah. about this in the, in the law podcast that we did. But what if fire is actually one of the elements, and it's a a foreigner bringing fire into Aria, you know, bringing something new that is like, um, that like flourishes in this new magical environment that wasn't there before. You think Maybe. they might that have an such a cool that idea. actually from Aria Possibly. that's just coming to Aria? Yeah, like what and if like someone from Volcor? I mean, that's that's a go-to for fire, right? Yeah. Just comes in and this fire magic is like. Keeps more powerful, and he's like, "Sweet, that'd be it's cool." I am missing with fire and lightning, you know. They didn't mention in like the teaser videos, like that that people coming into Aria to kind of steal the power. Yeah, yeah, so that would be cool. I think it's more based at us stealing Aria's power yeah. to use for ourselves, though, rather than someone else actually going into Aria. But it would be cool. It would be. <laughs> I think the problem with that is, is like my only problem is, is one of those heroes will then have. You know, Volker water and use cards. And then the third right. one would have to be a split region hero. That's true. Like a hero that's part Aria and part Volkor. And for me, I feel like we're a bit far away from that sort of idea to happen. Yeah. I think it is possible. Like further down the track, we have split region heroes, where they like, you know, they they wander between these two regions and they they fight from these two regions. But I think we're a yeah. bit far away from that right now i think there is more groundwork to be done before you reach that I, stage i think it would be cool to know like exactly what constitutes like someone's region border right because yeah. at the moment it's just where they're from right yeah but if someone goes somewhere right and their hero is taken at that point in time if a vocal guy goes to solana and uh, is influenced why? by solana in some way is he then a solanian hero or is he a vocal hero you know is it where they're from? Or like, like if, if you're a high mercenary from the you know? Savage Lands, you know, you're going to hide by Solana from the Savage Lands, and you're a mercenary. Yeah. Are you going to have Solana cards that yeah. would be different from your Savage Land cards? That would be quite cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, is, is Kasai originally from Vocalore, or yeah, yeah. she is. No, okay. no, she's it's not. Five, she, right? Didn't she? Didn't she? No, didn't she? Like run away and uh, wasn't she like disowned or something or run away or something like that from Solana? Like she was a warrior from Solana that left. Well, and has, okay, maybe like, it's already been done then. Like she grew she... up. She grew up in Vocal. Like she moved to Vocal when she was young, and that's where she spent all of her younger years growing up. But I think she was originally from Solana. Like, she actually has a warrior background to her. I'm just going to have a quick look. Yeah. Uh, you guys carry on. I'm on it. It doesn't it doesn't say on her uh, about page where she's originally from. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't see anything right here. Hey, anyways, yeah. I think it'd be yeah. cool. Like if, a, yeah. like, if a vocal wizard, you know, like Kano, were to come into Aria and then, like, be imbued with Aria magic alongside his fire, to morph into something new, you know? Blazing yeah. Aether deals 2x instead of x. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. Yeah. Uh, how busted would that be? Fork Lightning has Blazing Aether on it as an option. <laughs> Get him, Blitz. Just one-shot them. Yeah. <laughs> needs needs to be better in Blitz, right? Yeah. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> he's, he's a little weak in Blitz right now. Yeah. But I do anyway. find... The Weave Lightning, interesting, with the, the, the Lexi stuff, with Lexi already giving Lightning stuff go again. I do find what is interesting in that photo, uh, in the picture, is actually that the hand is purple, and there is, like, purple clouds coming off it, which actually gives it, like, a darkness look. Maybe we've been throwing off, and that third element is actually just darkness. Like something penetrating the barrier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is actually coming down. The, the hand, yeah, it's coming down and it looks like real dark and evil. Like it gives off that sort of vibe with the. the and the it dark is actually cloud. like, if you actually look closely, it looks like it's destroying the landscape. Yeah. So maybe that is kind of. Maybe I am right and it is some kind of influence coming in. Coming in, in. Doing maybe things, not a yeah. person. Maybe it's these god figures coming in and changing Arya. Hmm. Yeah. Things to think about. Although the, the the card, um, the flavor text that comes alongside it on the thing says the endless energy of Vault Haven is at your fingertips. So <laughs> never mind. Maybe it's just a bloody place. Go no. whatever. Turns out we're illiterate and can't read. <laughs> oh crap! For fifteen minutes. All right. Yeah. Oh, it was just it was just battery place. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> anyway, I guess we should move on to card of the week. Card of the week. <laughs> Debunked our own tin hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the span of reading one sentence. <laughs> so I believe our Rest card of the week. I don't know you tried again. I assume we've changed backgrounds to the. Yeah. The, the it's card of the week. Skullbone Crossrat. Yes. The Ranger legendary equipment, which you thought was on theme. But. Yeah. I think me and Daniel definitely agree with this. Uh, well. We'll, we'll read it first, but way before Monarch came out, we when Ranger was terrible, we were argument right about the yeah. best legendaries, and I said that Harding Cross Strap is up there with Mask of Momentum as being one of the most powerful, um, you know, top three material. It's going Cross Strap, I think it's top you mean, three. You, mean, you sure. mean yeah, I think you mean Cross Strap, right? Not not Harding Cross Strap. Sorry, yeah, Skullbone Crossrat. I was I like, it's not bad, but I don't think it's as good. Yeah. But yeah, you are right. I think 
Skillburn cross wrap is very good. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Right. Want to give it a readout people... for listeners? You've got the card up, Cal. Yep. Go ahead. So, go ahead. Skull Cross Wrap. Uh, the card reads: Once per turn action, turn a face down card in your arsenal face up. Opt one, go again. Arcane Barrier one and Blade Break one. On its surface, doesn't seem like much, but this, first of all, has Arcane Barrier and Blade Break in one card, so you don't ever have to waste a slot for Null Rune for stuff mm-hmm. like Rune Blade. But I think being able to opt one at the very start of your turn is very, very, very underrated. I think it's an amazing effect for for someone that is, uh, example, Wizard, you know, obviously you can't use a Wizard. It's a very good effect for Wizard. It's a very good effect for um, Azalea Azalea itself. But outside of that, I mean... Uh, I disagree with you. I think it's an incredible effect anywhere. Uh, Yeah, I think it is an incredible effect anywhere. Just being able to see the top card of your deck you know, this is why I want, one of the reasons yeah, yeah. for Cena is so good, is that just look at the top let's, card of your Let's help speed up your next hand. I think yeah, there are heroes the that bottom. make more impact out of the immediate turn with it, yeah. is what I'm, what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think those heroes make more of an immediate impact. Well, yeah, they'll, with they'll it. be a bit broken with it. But yeah. the like, idea behind um, so many of the current decks in the, in the meta are playing a lean 60 cards they have a certain combo that they're trying to get to or certain really powerful cards that they're trying to use to push damage and cards like these or effects like these fate for scene sync below just let you get through your cards so much faster that like to to be honest if you're fate for scene something you're looking at the top you need a really good reason to keep it there like it has to be your it has combo to be card. your combo card. Yeah, right or you're sinking it or you're, yeah. you're putting it on the bottom you know a blue block three you're like oh blue would be nice here you have to really want that blue for you to not dig a card deeper. So yeah. just being able to dig a card deeper every single turn means um, you're going to get a, to get to see a full extra hand every four turns, which is massive. So, you know, if you get to turn uh, four, you've seen 20 cards and your opponent's seen 16. That's like a really big advantage. And then on top of that, Ranger can also utilize the top card of her deck. So... Yeah. It's such a powerful ability that I think kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. I do wonder if we're going to see Lexi and some of the cards that she has uh, interact more with Skullbone Crosstrap to the degree that Levia can interact with Scavskins or similar to like Chain and Grasp, where it just happens to be best in slot. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's probably going to end up being a best in slot. Yeah. I think top of the deck shenanigans should probably stay Azalea's thing. Um, just so that like Lexi doesn't entirely like push her overwrite out. her play yeah. style, right? You know, one of the things with Azalea is although she's not a very powerful hero, she's a fan favorite, and I don't think people would be happy if someone just knocked her out and just said, "Oh, we're the better ranger now." Yeah. So. I mean, might happen anyways, but... Oh, if you go back to the interview that James yeah. did with in character. Uh, Fable yeah. Hunters, uh, and they asked him, uh, they actually asked him about the Ranger Hero, and he was, like, the way he spoke was, he was uh, really excited about Lexi saying that she was a good hero and she was a great hero. And then they were like, but what about Azalea? And he's like... like- yeah, I guess she gets a little power boost. He's like, he, she's all right. She's, she's all right. But she's not as bad as she used to be, yeah. yeah. 
It's like Lexi is nuts and amazing. It, like, what you could tie for? that down to hype, and you could tie that down yeah. to maybe he's like suggesting, you know, throwing out there to spin things up. But for me, I felt like it was yeah. like what he actually felt about those two heroes was, yeah. you know, Lexi is going to be a powerful, a good hero, yeah. and Azalea, you know, she's not going to see her day of light just yet. She's just getting yeah. a little bit of power boost, yeah. and it's not really going to affect her too much going forward. She may be yeah. become better than the bottom hero, but she won't yeah. be if it be east here at this stage i think that does like go on to what i'm um saying with uh like what i've been harping on about with these new heroes and, and how they're going to interact with the old things is that there's not a whole lot of interplay between them you know even though they're the same class bolton is fundamentally very different from dorinthia and that is a positive for some people but you know one is going to be better than the other typically and it's just going to yeah. push certain things out and i don't know whether you see that as a problem or not is up to you but i'm a bit concerned about it so yeah hold on azalea <laughs> one day not yet. Yeah. Get... i don't think easier. yeah i think she's probably a few more sets down the line before she gets a real buff like there'll be an actual story about her going to go do something or you know she's going to assassinate a high target and there'll be the basis of a set or something like that I would love yeah. if Azalea was more meta than Lexi. I would say just just from just from the hero, I think Azalea is a much more interesting character. Um and her I really love her mechanic of being able to flip things off the top and play this risk reward. Um, you know, see a lot more cards in other decks and also, you know, have lots of interplay between the top of the deck and the arsenal. Um yeah, she just needs to be a bit more powerful. So hopefully she gets the boost. For sure, for sure. I um, do think. Here you go. I mean, I do think it would be cool if Azalea got a big power boost because I I enjoyed yeah. playing Azalea a lot in Blitz. I think the hero is great fun. Yeah, yeah, she's she's really mean, good fun. I think it'd be a good idea. I just don't think but... it's likely, unfortunately. Like, yeah. Like... No, I don't think it's likely. Either. Me neither, neither. But I can hope. I hope. Someone's I, mean, I, want, be I want. I do want Lexi to swing me around, right? Like, yeah. I, I want a few more cards to come out, and I'm gonna go. I want to be able to say, "Fuck, I was." Whoops. Uh, I was so wrong. Um, you know, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, she's got a really cool character, and I love how the ice and lightning interacts with each other. Uh, I love how can she can screw over chain on turn two. <laughs> you know. Um. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Time, yeah. Time will tell. I just want Azalea fans to get an actually good card. They got so excited over they, Memorial Grounds. Hero. They get a chill, mate. Little, we got Memorial Grounds. This is amazing. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. We're Great. finally throwing them a bone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give them a couple cards. Keep the them quiet like, for a few more sets. Yeah. <laughs> the card is like decent in a Ranger deck, but it's just that it's decent and that the card needs. To be very powerful, yeah. To, like, just needs like some plunder run tier cards, right? Yeah. All right. You guys want to have anything else you want to talk about? Uh so we're still in lockdown till at least Friday. We're not really gonna know if we're out, which means we're not gonna know out. Well, we're in Friday until Friday midnight, which means. Uh, there is no Friday night armory unless Greg decides to do a webcab one on that day. I don't think he is looking at doing a webcab one on that day. 
think he is planning yeah. to do it on the Saturday or the Sunday just because someone else is doing their armory yeah. on that day and it's just not not yeah. valuable. Probably but... probably gonna do it on Saturday or Sunday, yeah. Yeah. And that means there's um, maybe a chance for him in person. I think potentially I probably not though. Like yeah. I think we're going to level three. I, and level three there I won't think... be any install play. So yeah. I think we're yeah. Unfortunately, I think that is really bad news for our coming upcoming road to Nets, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. We're yet to hear just... about any kind of anything with that. You know, we don't know if it's postponed or delayed, or we're we getting a refund. So. You yeah. took you talking about my, we... my, are you talking about my one? Or... Yeah, we still haven't oh, got a yeah. refund. Oh, not that one. On, on uh, Christ, Christ, we've got nothing. We've heard nothing from that one yet, either, which is be not nice. good. Be nice to know, but, but yeah. What I can say about my one is that basically, I've been talking with uh, organized play, and like the, the two options that we have are uh, potentially, if they would approve it, delaying it to a date in between the current date that it's set on and nationals. The one that would give, you know, one that it would have to be approved by LSS, and they've said that they would have to look into that and see if they can do that. Um, and the other option is turning it into a webcam event. I don't personally like I I I have a pretty strong commitment to running in store events. So I'm, if if it's an option not to do that, then I would prefer not to do a webcam event. Yep. Um, if we did do it as a webcam event, it would be New Zealand only, which is something that uh, LSS have said. Like, if I were to do it as webcam, it would be New Zealand only. Um, I think... But yeah, I won't I won't know anything about that until I know more about the alert levels. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are hoping to get some some videos filmed over the over the next week or so. Um, really hard. You know, it is difficult. It's going to be webcam level quality. Unfortunately, it's just what we have to work with at the moment. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. Um, still going to be us, and we're going to have more time to build some wacky decks. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hi. Watch. It's almost it's almost spoiler, spoiler season. Time. It's and we have a spoiler. Oh yeah, we do. We don't know yeah, what it is fun. yet. We don't. We don't. We don't even know. So, what it is so yet, we're so. we're as blind as you guys are at the moment. Um, but hopefully I, we'll see it in the the next week or so. Yeah. Um, sure. So it'll be a time to make a really good video uh, for yeah. it. The video um, won't be released until around September third, though. Just to make that clear. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're hoping that we get it beforehand, like we're well enough beforehand that we can produce a happy video that is off quality enough. To actually be yeah. relevant. It'd be really cool if we were all in it and, rather than um, rushed. Yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. Stay tuned for that. I'm yeah. sure it's going to be a great spoiler. You know, I just have a feeling it's going to be a good one. So. I hope it's a really good one. Yeah, we're going to get Memorial Grand. I hope it's no, not in the absorption dome level one. <laughs> Why can't that card be good? Uh, I'm the... still sitting on first dead foils of that card. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get the East Strike of the Set lads. We're going to get the the Angry Man in the Sky version four. Yeah. So, here we go. Anyway, um, Alrighty. should we sign off? Yep. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Stay Thank safe you. out there. Look after yeah, yourselves. Yeah. Stay if safe. New Zealand. Way. Stay inside if you can. Wear a mask at all times. I don't want to be in this lockdown any longer than you. Please. Yeah. Uh, yeah everyone sure else to... in the world, good luck with whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure to like and subscribe if you're stuck inside. Watch some of our videos. Cool. See and... you later. Bye.